It is a beautiful sunny day in Puerto Rico. You can't really tell behind us, but I'll show some B-roll for those of you watching on the video. And we're hanging at the Joel Villa today. No, the, the Joel Comdo. Oh, I like, that's, that's good. And we have CK, the managing director at Bitcoin Magazine. We're going to talk nothing but Bitcoin, all the Bitcoins up in your face on this Nothing But Bitcoin, episode number 606 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Joel Tom here. I wonder if people are tired of that song yet. We've been using that. Like that song I picked, episode one. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was, uh, we, the, the format of the show was different in the early days. Mm-hmm. You picked the song, and then I went in and I mashed it all up, and I was like, oh no, we got to get a who's bad. So I figured out how to <clears throat> extract just a certain amount from right. that. And, I like, and I'm like, ooh, we got to have a ching and like so we got the you know the mario ching and so we i matched up this thing i think it's been that was on the first episode it was episode one we have not well i don't know if we had the the who's bad and the ching but we had the music there because it was two days from the time that you know we decided to do the show to the time we produced it but but it didn't take long to uh to get there and here we are coming up on five years i remember we did try to change the music a little bit uh, like probably episode 20 ish or something and people were grumping you, like that it. was you. You were grumping. They were no, no, <laughs> like, like fans grumped in. They're like, no, no, no. We like put that it back. One. So it's probably never going to change. I don't yeah. see any reason to uh, to update it. Golden Girls didn't change. Thank you for being a bitch. <laughs> that's, that's no way to talk about Betty White. Show some respect. Oh no, it's one of those meme songs you see on TikTok. It's good. Show me some R E S P C T. Find out what it means to it's me. It's true. So as of this recording, Bitcoin's hovering just under forty thousand dollars. Thirty eight eight or something. Oh, did it that. did yeah. it fall again before like it's having a little bit of a dump. Really? Yeah, I saw and uh Ethereum's like around twenty eight hundred. What? See, why are you tell me these things? It just hurts my fifis. That's okay. We're in it for the long haul. Trying to create a safe space for all of our listeners. Bitcoin is at $67,000. <laughs> Ethereum is almost at 5000 Congratulations, everyone. This is future you talking. Splurge. This, <laughs> just don't splurge. <laughs> you can splurge all you want. Well, we're talking Bitcoin, and that's all... Well, that's primarily what we're talking about today in our and interview. conferences and the Bitcoin conference. We talked uh-huh, about that. Uh-huh. So you will have confidence in the conference. Let's confer with CK. I don't know where to point because it's coming right. Travis, did I hear that we got Louis CK on the show? What's going on? No, he he, he actually beat it. He had to leave. Oh, so do we have a CK here? Well, we have, uh, yeah, we have Calvin Klein. Uh, he's actually not able to be here either. Oh, man. Did he leave some clothing for us? He took his underwear, right? He farted and sprayed some cologne. <laughs> We got a different CK here. His mother knows him as Christian Corollas. He's a journalist. He's the managing director of Bitcoin magazine, but people know him as CK, not Louis CK, different CK, but he, he claims to be equally offensive. So we'll see if that's the truth. He's the host of the Bitcoin magazine podcast, the Fed Watch podcast, because somebody needs to watch 
the damn Fed, Bitcoin Magazine Spaces, and he is one of the founders of an epic conference that takes place in Miami now called Bitcoin 2022, the largest Bitcoin conference in history. CK, welcome to Bad Crypto. Y'all, it's an honor. You can call me Bitcoin CK if you need to, but oh, uh, it's it's great to be here. BCK, I like that. That that's that's got a certain ring to it. You should like own that. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. All right. I think man. I'm already so, owning. I'm already owning CK in the Bitcoin space. So just maybe tack tack on Bitcoin in the front. All right. So it was invented here. If you're going to be equally offensive to Louis CK offend somebody go do your thing talk about anything <laughs> well uh y'all uh i have to admit i started my career in bitcoin and crypto in 2017 and the bad crypto podcast was one of the first podcasts i subscribed to and uh started my bitcoin journey on so i'm offended that, i'm offended yeah, by that. that that's not that's not so offensive but since then i've gotten a lot more uh, let's just call it Bitcoin only. Uh, so don't don't uh, don't tune into much content not regarding Bitcoin, but uh, happy to to talk about you know why Bitcoin only, why Bitcoin Magazine, BTC Inc has gone that direction. And yeah, I mean, generally speaking, you know, definitely have some strong opinions about a plethora of things in the world, including the cryptosphere. Right on. So you're the managing director of Bitcoin Magazine. And Bitcoin Magazine was founded in 2012, and you didn't get into crypto until 2017. So there's some mathiness that's not lining up here. How did you end up becoming the uh, uh, managing director of Bitcoin Magazine, you crypto noob? Yeah, man, I'm a noob. Yo, I have to admit, I came after the BCH hard fork. So I didn't even get the airdrop. That's how much of a noob I am. But uh, I got into Bitcoin after the BCH airdrop, didn't get the airdrop, and then went to, uh, I, uh, I ended up quitting my job, my fiat job, at the top of the market. Like, literally, if you look at the, the chart, I, I quit two weeks before Christmas, and then that's, that's like, quite literally the top. That's, like, within three days of the top. So You're like, we're going to 100K right cla- here in 2018. Yeah, it, classic like, new like, move, I mean, right? Whoa. Listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast, quitting my job at the top, you know, oh, making all the mistakes, but uh, I ended up going to, to do that. We did not give you any <laughs> advice around any. No. <laughs> no, I was just, Hey, I take all, full responsibility for my wise decisions. And uh, I have no regrets, guys. I have absolutely no regrets quitting my job at the top of the 2017 market and went to the North American Bitcoin conference in 2018 in Miami. I don't know if y'all were there, um, oh, yeah, were but there. so I was there too. That was some shenanigans. Like, I don't know if you all remember the banana coin pop up, but that one is is ingrained in my memory. There was like radiology chain. There was there was some cloudiness going on there. But I met the folks at BTC Inc. there, the former CRO who's no longer on the at the company. But, you know, he he was there long enough to meet me, shake my hand, uh, get my business card. I said sales, Bitcoin, San Francisco. I'm still in San Francisco, about to move to Nashville. But uh, yeah, from there, uh, the, the rest is history. Started off doing event sales, helped build the Bitcoin conference, uh, jumped over, helped run things at Bitcoin Magazine, starting from podcast to video uh, to now uh, I'm leading up the media business altogether. So it's a, it's a great time. I work with a lot of OGs that were here since the beginning. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a pleasure and a dream to just get to Bitcoin every single day. 
I stand corrected. We were not there in 2018. Travis, we were in Davos. We were at the uh, the WEF uh, with 10 feet of snow. Oh, my gosh. And well, all the globalists. That I don't know if I can trust you guys anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So saying yeah, the we're WEF, young, you're young probably young on their site. Years. Yeah. You, you go you, you go to the WEF site and then there's the bad crypto podcast. So I might I might have to jump off this one, guys. Yeah, can't be we, weren't, we weren't officially affiliated with WEF. It was all. Yeah. It was the very first big crypto. They had like, what was it? The crypto house or something? Yeah. yeah. And, it was, and there was all these awesome people. So it was like, it was a simultaneous event happening at Davos while world. We didn't, we didn't get a- added to the, to the campus. No, we, we would not pass. Like, no, yeah. they would. There's no way we would pass. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think Travis, Travis, he definitely could pass. For what? <laughs> Travis, I, th- I think they'll let you. I think they'll let you. I think they'll let you in. You, you, yeah, you, you, you check the boxes. Like, with, yeah, with t-shirts and hats on, they're like, "Come on in, yeah. bro. You look yeah, legit." Yeah, yeah. yeah they're they're bad. like, "Hey, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, weef material. Let's go." Yeah, that's weef material. <laughs> Sounds like kind of like queef. I'm well, offended. I'm just a little. You should be. Right now. That's good. Smiley. You should what be. So Wait, well, we, you, lo- we long lost all of our female listeners. Long. Ago. Are you a pure maximalist now? Like you got no time for anything that's not Bitcoin. So uh, personally, I think that everything is Bitcoin. Uh, so I definitely do have a very different view of of this entire space uh, okay, than let's just call that. it most maximalist. So I'm I'm so Bitcoin maximalist that that I think that like Bitcoin is at the center of this entire ecosystem. It like, is, but that like does that make it everything. Yeah, I think you know, like you could you could make an argument that gold is at the center of the the legacy system, and at the center of you know when it comes down to it, you know when it comes to the the brass tacks, you need gold. Otherwise, you don't really have anything. You know, I think Russia is learning that. <laughs> not your gold bars in your safe. You know, not your value in the traditional system. Uh, and I think that we got a traditional system, and then we have the new Bitcoin system. And the thing that makes Bitcoin different than everything else is that. Bitcoin is not priced in dollars the same way that all these other assets are, because when it comes down to it, you get Bitcoin by burning electricity with an ASIC miner. That's how you get Bitcoin. That's the price of Bitcoin is actually in kilowatts and it changes across the globe. Um, But that's the price of Bitcoin. And I think that, you know, all other coins are either priced in Bitcoin or they're priced in dollars. So it's either a dollar market or it's a Bitcoin market. Uh, so, you know, it's that's all we're working with here is the Bitcoin ecosystem, the dollar ecosystem, and then, you know, a bunch of shit that's being re- built around it. So that's kind of my 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 crypto worldview, my worldview uh, in as concise of a way I can put it. I got to ask you like this then. So if you think that Bitcoin's price is directly correlated to the electricity price, well, the electricity prices are increasing right now. Bitcoin's not increasing the you know, so it is still tied to dollars. Right. The dollar value, the the value of dollars are becoming worth less and less over time, in theory. And then with electricity going up and up, then Bitcoin should be skyrocketing right now because we're having inflation unlike we've ever seen in the (laughs) longest of times. Right. With with that framing, there's a there's a metric called uh, uh, it's called. uh, God damn it. It's uh, that's a weird name. It's the hash price. It's, it's, It's the hash price. Right. So okay. hash price is a metric that measures like how is how like how many Bitcoin does a hash get you and like what's the price of that hash. Um, so I mean yeah, there's hyperinflation in hash price right now too. So if you were to like look at everything from a perspective of a dollar market, yeah, like dollar supply chains are breaking down. 
the dollar is losing value. Uh, commodities are going up in value. You can make an argument that Bitcoin hash rate is a commodity that pays you out in Bitcoin as you might, you know, so as you use it, 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 it monetizes via the Bitcoin that you get. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hash rate is getting more expensive right now. And that's but tied Bitcoin to real rising, which is weird, right? It seems to me, sure. is there manipulation going on? Look, all I'm saying is that like the, the, the price of hash is volatile. The price of Bitcoin is volatile, but ultimately when it comes down to it, how do you get Bitcoin? You mine for it. How do you get some other cryptocurrency? I mean, you buy it from the people who made it. How do you do that? Dollars are big. Like again, like the price is derived from dollars, from the dollar market. So I think that that's a, a key distinction. You know, I don't know if, if this is, you know, two, two in the weeds uh, or, or, or yeah. you know. I want to follow up on that real quick, Joel, yeah. before you jump in with your uh, uh, brilliant question. So, you know, you mentioned this, that, that, that Bitcoin is not necessarily tied to dollars, but I mean, you know, Bitcoin to USD is pretty prevalent all over the place. Why is there not more Bitcoin to gold pricing, right? Because I know, you know, the uh, R Russians have created now this crypto ruble that is backed by gold, that one gram of gold is equal to 5,000 rubles. I'm waiting for Bitcoin to do that because when is Bitcoin going to be detethered from the dollar and retethered and tethered over to gold? That would make the most sense to me. Well, I mean, the way that you price things, unit of account, right? I think that's a mental operating system. And the majority of the world is not on the ounces mental operating system of value. They're on the dollar mental operating system for value. So that's the battle is like the dollar standard. The world is central banks across the planet are trying to get off that right you listen to christine lagarde who's the head of the ecb you know she's creating this the cbdc of europe to battle tether to battle dollars right the world like everyone's mental operating system is in dollars and until you download a new mental operating system whether it's gold maybe that's a legacy a really legacy mental operating system or whether it's bitcoin hey i am a bitcoin maximalist because i'm on the mental operating system of Bitcoin. I value my life in Bitcoin. I make choices based on how many sats is this going to get me? Um, and I, I see things from a Bitcoin bias intent and it just completely changes my worldview. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, infinity divided by 21 million. That's how I, how I see the world. So until you get people to change, until you get institutions to change, until you get co contracts to change, you're not going to price things differently. So I don't know what the future looks like. Maybe the, the future is priced in ounces and, you know, you'll have Bitcoin to ounces ratio as like the way that people measure, uh, measure it, or maybe the, the world is priced in sats and then you're going to have Bitcoin to everything else. That's what I think. That's why you, you could call me a Bitcoin maximalist, but you know, I'm not like a Bitcoin maximalist as in like shame on you for doing something. I'm just like, Hey, you know, Bitcoin's a big deal. You should probably buy and hold some, use your gains and whatever you're doing to, to get some Bitcoin. Okay, let's hit up a few metrics here. All right, let's get some numbers. How many Bitcoin have been mined as of now? It is April 28th, 2022. Give me, you don't have to give me exact number, just based on top of your head. Uh, I believe we just broke the 18 million Bitcoin have been mined. And I, okay. the specific number I just pulled it up is, oh, sorry, I didn't mean 18 million. I meant 19 million. Okay. So. The specific number is 19,224,831.25 Bitcoin have been mined. And okay. we are mining additional 6.125 Bitcoin 
every single 10 minutes, roughly. And the last Bitcoin will be mined when? 2140. 2140. Uh, you know, unless there's some sort of technology, Travis, that, you know, allows us to become mechs, you know, before then we're, we're long gone. So, um, I had another brilliant question. It was just, I have one. I, was, I just have a, a metric right question. Here. All right. Make I just figured something out. So right now, Bitcoin's worth uh, about $39,950. Uh-huh. And as of right now, one ounce of gold is worth 18, uh, $1,890 something dollars. So basically one Bitcoin is equal to 21 ounces of gold. Oh, well, there you go. Now we get, now we got our ounces. Okay. So, so wait, actually, so- I, I want to tell you guys about a website. You guys okay. got to check this website oh, out. It's called bitbo.io. Bitbo.io. All right. This is a great Bitbo. website. This is like the Bitcoin. Uh, this is like a Bitcoin dashboard. So you go to Bitcoin, bitbo.io. So we talked about like, what's the Bitcoin price? It's there. What's the market cap? What's, all, what's the sats per USD? It's all at the top. And then you go to the left here. You can see, you know, time since the last block, average block time. You can see it's less than 10 minutes. You can see money supply, 19 million Bitcoin, like we said. And then keep scrolling down. I think there's, a, there's like three blocks down. Uh, there's uh, actually, I apologize. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of data, but actually, if you if you look up to the right, there's Bitcoin priced in gold, Bitcoin uh, priced in gold. Yeah, there so here's all your gold data. Um, so okay. Travis, so there's some good stuff here. So that's interesting. Bitcoin, Bitcoin wow, to gold parity. That's an interesting. That's nuts. This is pretty interesting. Bitcoin to gold parity is six is six hundred thirty thousand dollar Bitcoin. All right. So what is your best estimate? Like, let's break down the Bitcoin supply a little bit, some more numbers, because numbers are fancy and fun. How many do you believe conservatively are lost forever in old wallets, lost wallets? What's what's an actual? Is it two million? Is it four million? It's at least 55. I'm I'm trying to look on Bitbo and see if they have a Bitcoin lost metric um a lot of people have like some pretty solid estimates but i've heard anywhere from you know four to six million coins are lost are lost so if you look at nine yeah so if you look at you know we have 19 million coins potentially up to six million lost maybe even more um you know that's 13 million coins so well, let, let's you know, be I said conservative tw- yeah let's say five yeah, yeah, yeah. four million lost right that's a that's you know that brings us down to 15 and one more number i want to hit on how many do you believe are in super strong hands that they just ain't selling? They're riding this thing all the way to, you know, a million. Well, uh, a million is nothing in my, in my book, Joel, but I don't know. Again, like there's some on-chain metrics that, you know, they try to estimate that. But uh, right now, along those lines, there's a metric called uh, a liquid supply. So there's a liquid supply. And then there's illiquid supply. Illiquid supply, I believe, is coins that have not moved in at least three months. Uh, And then they actually have metrics for coins that have moved in over a year. So in terms of over a year, it's at its all-time high. So, you know, that shows a lot of, like, conviction is you have not moved the coins in a year despite uh, all the volatility. But those numbers are just growing and growing. And uh, we're, we're seeing that the illiquid supply for the very first time is actually outpacing the growth of liquid supply. So that's never happened in Bitcoin's history. 
is that the the price that hasn't moved or the coins that haven't moved uh, is is growing faster than the coins that are moving. You just said a million dollars is nothing in your eyes. So what what do you think, you know, when it's all said and done, not financial advice, but where do you think Bitcoin is going down the road? Oh, man. So where I think it's going, and this is not financial advice, you can do the math in your head. But I think that we are on the we're on a fiat global monetary system. We're starting to see that global monetary system fractionalize and, and break down. You know, we're seeing Russia being isolated. There's already now a cohort of countries that are now isolated that can do business together. And they're trying to build their own financial systems, right? So you have the legacy system breaking down and then you have the Bitcoin system, which is a whole new independent system that's growing by itself. And now it has two countries within it and it has a whole bunch of other people who are opting into it, right? So what's happening is we're seeing the, the battleground for who's going to be the new national, what's going to be the new international global reserve currency. Ray Dalio thinks it's going to be China's. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be this new open source standard that the world is going to adopt, and that's going to be Bitcoin. So if we're going to migrate from nation state run global reserve currencies to the Bitcoin standard, what does that look like by the numbers? All right. Well, we just talked about, hey, 21 million coins total at the end of the day when they're all mined uh up to you know potentially six million lost so that's 15 million coins so let's divide all human value up by you know that amount of coins you know that's a very rudimentary way to kind of like start thinking about like where is this thing going because that's bitcoin's ultimate end is it either achieves global reserve currency as the new substrate for value or it's or in my opinion, it's zero. There's a new global reserve currency, the new substrate for value. Bitcoin's just an asset. Bitcoin is this thing that people just don't care about as much. So, I mean, uh, I think it's. Uh, well, I would say it's another way. It's the other way around. It, it would be. It would be divide the the world's value divided by 15 million coins. No, no, I was I was saying so. 15 million Bitcoin divided by 75 billion or seven and a half billion people. Is that what I did? Did I do the math wrong? Because I do things. Oh wrong. yeah. So yeah, no, you you did that right. You 100 percent did that right. So that means like if everyone got their their fair share, they'd get 0.002 Bitcoin. Right there, you go. So that's how many so satoshis is that? That, that's like, okay, if you want to say the entire planet's population gets their fair share of Bitcoin divided up evenly, it's that. But obviously, there's power dynamics, right? Right, of course. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have to apply a power distribution and then find the median. And that's what people are actually going to get. And it's going to be way, 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 way lower, right? right. Um, <laughs> then 0. 0.002, probably 0. 0.000002. Yeah. And that's like, that's what the average person is going to end up getting. <laughs> It sounds so to me all, like also is all that, I'm trying to say is that it's going to be big. Like, right, take right. take all value now? divided Bitcoin. by by this new system. Yeah, Bitcoin has eight decimal points right now, but they said they're not going to create new Bitcoin. But what they could do is maybe move the decimal point down the road so there's ten or twelve. They can always decimal. add more decimal points. And actually, in the Lightning Network, there's already they call it millisatoshis. So you can already <sighs> use under a sat within the Lightning Network. I've never heard that a millisatoshi. Yes, so 1,000 additional Satoshi. So 12 decimal points total then. So, I mean, look, all I'm saying is that, you know, the you can always divide Bitcoin down more. That That's all, all it takes is a soft fork. 
So this thing, this thing, like, again, the dollar standard is scaling to the entire planet with just two decimal points. Mm -hmm. So like the, the Bitcoin standard is very like scalable from a, like a, a system perspective. Another example is the Bitcoin network as like a, a blockchain is clearing about as much uh, monetary volume as, uh, as Fedwire. So what is Bitcoin trying to replace? It's like the plumbing, the underlying way of communicating value, um, you know, on, on a, like a macro level. And it's already doing that at its, in its infancy. So I think that Bitcoin's actually going to like, even the most, I actually have a tweet on my Twitter. It says 100% of people are not bullish enough on Bitcoin. And here's the reason why I actually think that that's true. Even the most bullish person in the world who says Bitcoin is going to go to a trillion dollars a coin, they're not bullish enough. You know why? Because I think that Bitcoin is actually like it is evolution. It is it's it's not an upgrade on the monetary system. It's a complete it's a complete game change on how to communicate value for the world. And it is going to reduce waste and inefficiencies in such a massive level that we can't even start to begin to conceive how that is going to enable us to build into the future and create new value. It's like before the combustion engine was created, it's like asking people, it's like, what value are we going to get by introducing the combustion engine? Like try to think of that, try to think of like the market cap of the world and the GDP of the world with this new technology. There is 0% of people on the planet, even the, even the Nikola Teslas of that time that could have actually like thought of how, like how much progress we're going to get. So even if you take all of the value in the world, divide it by 21 million, come up with like a number, like this is how much Bitcoin is going to be worth. That can't even be enough. It's going to be even more of that if Bitcoin works, because Bitcoin is a fundamental upgrade on how we are doing things in general. And it's going to affect everything. It's going to make everything better. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. Offend me more because I'm not offended enough. So what do you think is the next big catalyst? And I, and I asked that question with this um, background. It has been our belief that we have not yet experienced the most bullish part of this run, that hitting 68 was great. A pullback was due. People are like, we're in a bear market. I don't think we've ever entered a bear market <laughs> yes. since it peaked to 68. I think we are, we've had some bearish cycles and pullbacks, but it's my belief. And, and, you know, you give me your opinion. Do you think for this run that the biggest is yet to come, or do you see us first dipping down to previous highs of 20,000? Cause it never goes so far. Historically, it has not gone below the previous cycles high. This is opinion only. Not yeah. Financial advice. So so in terms of have we ever really been in a bear market? I don't think so. I think we hyper Bitcoinization started the day Satoshi released the code and pretty much it's been going up exponentially since. Obviously not in a straight line. It's like this and it feels painful, but I think we've we've just been going up pretty much. But with that being said, like in the if you zoom in a little bit to the like the four year cycles, I think the four year cycles are intact. We are quote unquote in a bear market based on like you could say the four year cycles um and they always look different they always rhyme they don't sound exactly the same but i definitely would say that like you know we're we're in we're in a bear market i think that i've spoken to people who work at exchanges and they've said that 
you know, we're definitely not in bull market mode in terms of, you know, excitement on exchange. And that's really where the money meets the road is like, are people excited to spend money on Bitcoin? And the people who run exchanges are saying, no, we're back in, you know, apathy mode. Things are, excitement is no longer there. So I think we've gone far enough to say like, hey, this is probably quote unquote Bitcoin bear market now. If the cycles are still intact, there's two years away from the next halving. So we unless something changes massively fundamentally and we we haven't seen any you know we have seen yes and no of that um it's difficult to tell uh you know what happens next like i don't think that it's just going to go straight back up and make new highs anytime soon with that scope but you know i can always be made wrong personally for me i'd never sell i've never sold one satoshi in my entire life so uh if you can still trade dollars for bitcoin it's cheap so you should just keep making that trade as long as you can do that. Because I think right now people, like right now, it's like before the combustion engine was discovered, like people used to think like oil just like was ruined the land. So it was like a land that sucked. You know, if you live in Oklahoma, maybe in Kansas City, you're probably more uh, closer to that, Travis. But, you know, pretty much like this is the worst land in America. That's why there's all these like Native American tribes that they like kicked over there. And then all of a sudden the combustion engine is discovered. And then the worst land in America is like, this is the most valuable land in America. Like this is the most useful land in America. Like, and it made so much incredible wealth. So that's the stage where Bitcoin is right now. People are sitting on it. People have the opportunity to buy it and they have absolutely no idea what it is. Um, And I'm telling y'all, as long as they're letting you trade worthless fiat, government fiat, DMV bucks for Bitcoin, still cheap. You should make the trade all day, every day. Still cheap, all day, every day. And so you just had a conference in Miami and uh, I was there. It was a pretty awesome conference. Not only was it like three days worth of conference, but then you also had a concert with all kinds of ridiculous musicians and stuff there. So you it was know, badass, the, huh? It was bad. It was badass. That Sound Money Day was pretty sweet. So tell the folks about the conference because I know a lot of people who are listening right now did not come, and a lot of them have never been to any conference. Tell them about the Bitcoin Conference 2022, and then maybe what's in store for 2023. So I mean, I want to ask you guys. We, I, you know, I've been a big part of building the Bitcoin Conference. I know y'all have been at the Bitcoin Conference. Were you at Bitcoin 2019? I know you you were at y'all were at Bitcoin 21. Yeah, we were, we were at 2019 for sure. So y'all y'all saw the progression, right? Like I think 2019, like it it showed people Bitcoin is fun. Bitcoin is part of pop culture. This is, does not have to be a nerd fest. We don't have to show a bunch of altcoins to bring in outsiders. Like you can do Bitcoin and it can be cool. That's what Bitcoin 2019 showed. Mm-hmm. That was 1,800 people in San Francisco. Bitcoin 2021, off the pandemic in Miami, that was... 12,000 people in Miami. Okay. Bitcoin 2022 in Miami beach, that was 25,000 people in Miami beach. So like the way that this event has scaled the professionalism, the production value, it's gone from, Hey, we have our sponsors inside a literal parking garage to, we are in one of the nicest convention centers in the entire country with a full music festival across the street and four days of just jam-packed content, thousands and thousands of people, probably over 100,000 people in Miami for crypto who didn't even go to the conference and just went to the side events. I mean, 
it was it was absolutely insane. So I mean, y'all have been to tons of of conferences. Does anything remotely stack up to to the Bitcoin conference in terms of production value? In terms of uh, you know what goes into it? It's top notch. It's it's top drawer stuff. I was not able to make it to the most recent one um, because of uh, some family issues, but Travis was there, and he's definitely you know speaking as to the that was pretty epic. It reminds me of like at this point, like a web summit, mm. not quite the level of web summit, but pretty damn close. Like, so it's like, so I would look at it like this as here's a crypto event. And then here's the other world-class marketing and technology events. It's at the point now where they're on par with each other. Right. And I think that, I don't know how many, I know Joel's been to probably over 200 conferences. I've I probably probably close to 500 conferences. I know I've spoken personally at over 160 conferences. Did not speak at Bitcoin uh, 2022, but we did go as press. But um, you know, I've seen them. I've seen them all over. There's a ton of people. It was it was engaging. It was interesting. Everybody. It was dude. Those food trucks were spectacular, and uh, um, so I ended up having one of the, the whale badges and uh, see so the the food and the opportunities and the places where you go in and the people you can go and see. It was just the the networking was just spectacular, and I think with all the side events that were going on, all the different things, like by the end of day one, I had almost lost my voice. So it's like, I've not been drinking because all these events are so freaking loud. Like all these side events, I don't know what it is about these DJs who want to play super loud music when people are trying to network, but uh, they need to tone their little volume down just a little bit so people can talk. But it was spectacular. So many great events happening all over the place. And I think you guys did a, you did a stellar job. Those are some nice words, Sir Lord Travis, that you said yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you very much. I know, I know that y'all go to all the events, so that's why you know uh, I do not take the 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 kind of words uh, lightly at all. Um, but yeah, well, I, mean, I would, I think- would say this is that I normally only go to events that I speak at, and this was an event that I wasn't speaking at and still went. Well, we'll right, fix awesome. that for next cool. time. Yeah, we 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 got we got to fix that. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to some folks. But yeah, man, generally speaking, you know. Um, it's it, it's it's amazing to to get the positive feedback, especially from longtime crypto technology folks like yourselves, uh, who who again have been to a ton of different uh, a ton of different events as the internet has evolved. You know, I don't take lightly the fact that y'all are internet pioneers, and now you're in this space, and you know we put on something that 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 y'all enjoyed. But yeah, I mean, it, it was a great time. It's it's humbling to me to go from you know. 1800 to 25,000 people in effectively four years with three events. Incredible. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, we're, we're just trying to put on, make Bitcoin fun. We launched the Bitcoin 2019 event with a blog post saying make Bitcoin fun again. So when I started listening to y'all's podcast, y'all, you know, always are having fun, but it was a dicey time in Bitcoin. Uh, there was the Bitcoin hard fork, which mm-hmm. was Bitcoin cash. There was Bitcoin SegWit 2X. People were arguing about like how to, you know, the the people, the miners in Asia hated the developers in the West. And there's like a lot of drama. And after 2018, you know, the drama continued into 2018. And after 2018, our CEO, David Bailey, he said, Bitcoin was fun when I joined Bitcoin. Bitcoin was about the most exciting, most innovative people in the world coming together to build a common platform for the world and for people to help make lives better. And that's fun. And let's make Bitcoin fun. That's why we launched Bitcoin 2019. And again, it's just blowing up to this size. 
Now it's like, how do we make it more interesting? Like, how right. can we, how can we, how can we one up ourselves? How can we, how can we out innovate this conference space, make it more Bitcoin uh, and, and disrupt ourselves, if you will, before someone else does, right? Because we weren't the number one conference in, in Bitcoin and crypto before, uh, you know, Bitcoin 2021. And it was, and we were trying to say, you know, not get complacent, if you will. Right. So, you know, now that you see all the stories that are happening, what do you think is the biggest story in Bitcoin so far this year? And what do you think we can expect to see, you know, as the rest of the year proceeds? Well, gentlemen, yesterday it was confirmed that the Central African Republic has now become the second full country in the world joining El Salvador as making Bitcoin legal tender. So Bitcoin 2021 is where President uh, Nayib Bukele um, made big, or announced that he was going to uh, initiate the process to make Bitcoin legal tender in El Salvador. And as of yesterday, yeah, you're seeing it here on Bitcoin Magazine, the Central African Republic launched the legal framework to make Bitcoin as legal tender. If you go to Wikipedia, Central African Republic, it lists Bitcoin as their official tender. Absolutely incredible. So this is the biggest news of the year. We're actually going to be hosting a Twitter Spaces in uh, on Bitcoin Magazine with Alex Gladstein uh, to speak with Africans who are on the ground in Central Africa and other nations that are part of the mon existing legacy monetary system there. Uh, and that we're going to bring some more details to that. So that's by far the biggest news. And again, gentlemen, I'm sure you heard the, the word hyper Bitcoinization. I said we've been in a bull run since Satoshi released the code. I think we've been in hyper Bitcoinization since Satoshi released the code. And this is the next big domino, medium sized, small domino to fall in hyper Bitcoinization. This is country number two. Absolutely huge. So the Central African Republic, which I like to call CAR, uh, bordered by Chad to the north, and you know how Chad is. Chad's doing all the things. Uh, is this so? Is this did this what, did this used to be Congo or what did this used to be? I have absolutely no idea. I am not a geopolitical a expert. It didn't used to be so, called Central African so Republic. He, here's the awesome thing: is uh, my colleague Pete Rizzo, who actually used to be at CoinDesk. He is actually probably the world the unofficial world expert on Satoshi, but he was joking around because there's all these people after El Salvador that became like the diplomat of Bitcoin going to all these different South American countries, trying to get them to make Bitcoin legal tender as well. And, and Rizzo was like, who did we send to chat? Who did we send to car? Who did we send to the Central African Republic? Oh, no one. Maybe, maybe we should stop sending people like let's, let's let Bitcoin do its work. Let's get out of the way. And maybe Bitcoin is just succeeding despite the, these overzealous Bitcoiners and Bitcoin maximalists and people who are, who are just going crazy over here, trying to push Bitcoin adoption down everyone's throats. Based on the stories you're hearing from other countries, which are on the short list, do you think that might be the next domino to fall? I mean, this is not officially legal tender, but it has to go without saying that, you know, in Ukraine, they fundraise an enormous amount in crypto and Bitcoin, uh, but they're also making it difficult or illegal to to uh, to buy Bitcoin and crypto with Ukrainian currency. So here's an example of a country that's bent like where the government is benefiting from crypto, but they're stiff arming their citizens from using it. Another one of those is Venezuela. Another one of those is Cuba. So we're starting to see the ones like El Salvador and CAR who are, you know, effectively 
bringing Bitcoin to the people and making it accessible. And then we're seeing the ones who are like, hey, they're not a part of NATO. They're not a part of the legacy financial system. They're starting to use sound money, digital permissionless sound money and benefiting from Bitcoin. But they're not going to start letting their citizens use that. No, they want their citizens to be trapped in their fiat Ponzi still. They want to force their citizens to to do their bidding. So we're seeing that Bitcoin's a, a tool uh, thankfully for those citizens, you know, they can escape their fiat into Bitcoin as well. And it's a tool that's open to everyone. But, you know, governments aren't just going to start behaving nice. Like people think like, oh, hey, governments, governments are good guys. Like governments, you know, they're, they're Bitcoin, they're, Bitcoin's going to make them good. Like, no, like Bitcoin's this neutral thing. Bitcoin's a tool and governments are going to government, you know, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this stuff plays out. So you say that you know Bitcoin's never been on a is it's you know it's always been going up really since Satoshi released it. Here it is, it just dipped under forty thousand. Like not financial advice, but you know based on the other you know chart readers and people you listen to and talk to, do we think that Bitcoin's going to go down more? Is it going to go back up? Do we have any clue? You you don't give any prices? Uh, yeah. Prices so predictions. I mean, I said, I think we're in a bear market, so we could probably see sideways to down for a while unless something changes fundamentally. Um, but my favorite metric is called the mayor multiple. So pretty much what this is, is the average price over 200 days. That's the 200 day moving average. So what you do is you take the current price and you divide it by the average price over 200 days, the, the average, the, the 200 day moving average, and that gives you a multiple. So, you know, for example, if the current price is 40,000 and the average price is 40,000, your multiple is one, right? If the current price is 80,000, the average price over 200 days is 40,000, your multiple is two, right? So they actually, they, some, uh, some, uh, God, why am I blanking out the word? Uh, statistics, you know, uh, some, some like, uh, some modelers and, and statistics out there, um, uh, statisticians, went and they did some regressions on mayor multiples over Bitcoin's history of pricing. And they kind of were like, okay, hey, they, they kind of were like, hey, if Bitcoin is at below, sorry, if, if Bitcoin's multiple, if the mayor multiple is below two, that's probably a good time to buy. And if it's below one, that's an amazing time to buy historically. And if it's above two, that's probably a good time to stop buying. And if it's like three or four, so like, you know, let's just say big, the 200 day moving average is 20,000. The current price is 80,000. That's four X the, the, the 200 day moving average. Like that's like sell, like you oh, have, where like, is it it's now? way overpriced. So right now it's at 0. 0.8. Oh, so we're, so we're way below one. Like this is like, we're deep in the gutter right now. So the way that I, I know that this is a, a very complicated answer. I'm sure you're probably like, hey, is price going up or not? But I'm trying to explain my thinking here. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, when, when, you, when you take the mayor multiple into account, it's very cheap. And the way that I think that you should invest in Bitcoin is $2 cost average to buy on a regular basis. So I would pay attention to the mayor multiple as long as the mayor multiple is below two. And right now it is, you should be buying. If mayor multiple is below one, you should be buying a lot. So we're in the buy a lot territory. I'm not saying mortgage the house and buy Bitcoin because we could go lower. Like pretty much price is in the gut. There's maximum fear. This is when you should be buying. And then on the reversal end, when it's euphoric, everyone thinks the price is never going to go down. You know, you should probably think about selling a small amount or not sell, you know, or stop buying at least 
stop buying in those moments because you know things uh, things might be overpriced or overheated. Does that make sense, gents? I believe so. My, uh, the uh, the court is satisfied. Sir Lord Travis, any further questions? Man, I just want to say, you know, it's been great chatting with you. I think your conference was spectacular. And uh, the magazine that you gave out, that was a nice big thick man. I don't know who I don't know who reads magazines anymore, but it was really nice to hold. It's a collector's item. We got it in the back here too. Yeah, it's a collector's item. Very nice. I thought it was spectacular. You guys are doing great stuff over there. We really appreciate you coming on, and we look forward to finding ways to work with you more in the future. Good sir. Thank you very much to to all the listeners. Y'all can get pre-sale tickets to the Bitcoin Twenty Three Conference. We don't have a date. We don't have a city, but you can still buy tickets on the cheap. So, you know, Travis talked about he had the whale pass. Like if you were to buy whale passes the day before Bitcoin 2022, you would have dropped $18,000 on that bad boy. Mm. So don't recommend that. Buy If you're going to go buy a VIP ticket, buy it now. The ticket prices are much, much cheaper. You can actually get a GA ticket, which is currently $250. So really recommend buy the pre-sale tickets we're very close to selling out we'll probably sell out in the next like week or so so get your pre-sale ticket that ticket is guaranteed to go up in value it's programmed it's programmed in so um yeah we're, we're going up we're going up in price every single month going as we get closer to bitcoin 23 we're going to be announcing a location we're going to be announcing a date and we're going to be announcing a lot more details for this event next year Amazing. I would say go to Miami again because it's such a great city. You never know what kind of pandemic crap is going to be pulled, but you know it's not going to be pulled. And <laughs> we love in Miami. Miami. Here you just had all these people come to Miami. It seems to me that Miami is the place to be, my man. And I think we they love gave me Miami. The wristband because I did not pay for eighteen thousand dollars for a wristband. <laughs> I think they're supposed to give me the industry pass or whatever, but they gave me that one instead. And I didn't well, don't don't tell me that, but let me just tell you this, Travis. I, I hope that our people at the, the ticketing booth just recognized you, understood who you are. Do you know who I am? They understood who you are and they were like, <laughs> Nobody, hey, we're man. we're gonna make the we're gonna make the smart heads up decision to make sure that this man has a VIP pass. That's good. He's just I, I hope you're Travis offended. Right. Director of Humility or something. BitcoinMagazine.com, the website, uh, bitbo.io in our show notes for you to check out and b.tc. How's that for a domain to check out the conference? CK, thanks again for coming on. We do appreciate you. Good, sir. Gents, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I hope to see you both in person at Bitcoin 23. And we were there, but now we're still here. It's like we haven't left at all. It's like because we didn't. We just like pause for a couple seconds. I hope that we can do something really cool with Bitcoin 2023. It'd be fun to uh, do a meetup with uh, with several of you peeps mm. and you uh, know, do a show. We should have some shindig of some sorts for our five year anniversary on the 18th of February, of Je- February, July. Of July. Well, do you want to do it at the Travilla? Mm. Should we do it at what the do you Travilla? Want? I don't know. Hey, if, uh, how about this? How about if you think you would like to party with us in Puerto Rico? Um, right around the third week in July, mm-hmm. send us an email. Bad in crypto- February, July, February, July, <laughs> February, February. <clears throat> yeah, in July uh, at the Travilla in Luquillo, Puerto Rico. Uh, ah, it is a Sunday. Uh, no, the 18th is a Monday. The 16th is a Saturday. Well, so we, we could do could, that because that we could do it on the 16th because that's the day we had the idea that we did it. It's the day it was born. That was the day it was we, born. We gave birth to a bouncing baby podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So if you want, if you would like to hang out with us um, for a party that weekend, then send us an email to badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, of course, we'll need to do FBI background check on yeah. each one of you. You're going to have to buy a $5,000 NFT. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. We won't charge for you to come hang with us. Well. He's, he just see how quickly he offered it up like my house. Ten, hey, we'll do it at the Trevilla, right? Well, ah, okay. You've got the party place for it. You got the pool. Yeah, I've not actually had a party there, so it'd be fun. It'd be the five year bad crypto party right there. At my house. Well, I mean, we're gonna party no matter what. Yeah. So uh, if you want to join us uh, that weekend, you know, there's an airport here. You just fly into San Juan. It's yeah. about 45 minutes from uh, San Juan Airport to Travis's actually, place. The Trevilla is about 35 minutes away. Oh. Yeah, but you can get a hotel somewhere, an Airbnb somewhere around yeah in other words don't stay with travis oh and he'll he'll tell you where to get pinchos oh my gosh he's got the pinchos pinchos over you don't know what pinchos are they are basically chicken kebabs barbecue chicken kebabs with barbecue sauce and a little spicy sauce oh man they're so good i may or may not have had some already today (laughs) he just maybe you just did and then you went then you were like before we record i need to go pinch one yeah i did a ate some pinchos and then pinched pinched one And it had corn in it. Oh, my gosh. And on that note, what a perfect way to, <laughs> to end this show. But I used poopery so there was no smell. Because I wanted to be nice because I heard it's, Joel's house. It smells. It's, it didn't it's smell still, at all. It's it beautiful. Smells. You know, my mom, would, my, my mom would like, she's funny. But she would like rip one nearby. She's like, what? I was like, you just farted near us. She's like, no, it was just air. I was like, yeah, <laughs> air that's been in your ass. Ass air. <laughs> she's like, she's like, so poopery kind of creates this layer and keeps it underneath. Keeps Can you imagine what it, it smells like in that water below the level that the poopery is? Like yeah. that's that is like instant death for it's anything. Like swamp ass. Like if you're in Florida and you're worried about an alligator coming up your toilet to bite mm-hmm. you in the butt, just poopery. You yeah. know, take a dump and that'll, that'll kill anything in the so sewage. The poopery actually sounds nice and fragrant. It's poopery. Yeah, and so, and so does my so does my poo because it's just ass hair. <laughs> Stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Ass <laughs> <S> error. It's <laughs> true. Ass error. That's what I said to her. That was funny. And what was funny was my Uncle Mark and Uncle Jeff were there too. And she literally came to come sit by and she just ripped one. And I was like, What? That was disgusting. <laughs> I have great respect for your mom now. I mean, it takes a very strong bolt. That your mom is a true feminist. Women can do anything, true, including what ass air mean? around She's anybody. Like, yeah, so good. She didn't call it ass air. She just called it. It's just air. I was like, no, ass air. You you leveled it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Mm.